What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The Prince regains the NXT Championship. Jay Uso is the number one contender for Roman's Universal Championship. FTR captures the AEW Tag Team Championship. And it all happened on Miro Day. I'm Chris Heat Matthew. He's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, and you're listening to episode 59 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. One, two, is this on? Let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's not hot. Guaranteed. All right, Carl, on three. Carl, on three. Three, two, one. Miro day, Miro day, Miro day. Did you get uh, that that one thing I said there? No. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Damn it, Garrett. Garrett, damn it. You ruined my taste, man. That's not that I fuck with my flip flop song. Ah, man. <laughs> oh. So, uh, fellas, how's your Miro day going? Amazing. <laughs> Feeling pretty good. So, a little bit of football. Thought of that. I thought I'd ask Carl, do you, uh, do you have an update for the live audience of our podcast on uh on your good friend Darby Allen? He got uh he got beat up pretty bad. I just, just curious if you uh had any update on his recovery status. Um right now he's currently um in his car, um nursing his injury. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's camped outside the nearest skate park. <laughs> he's got thumbtacks coming out once a day. He finds a new one every day. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of finding a new one every day, <laughs> go ahead and follow us on our social media, WrestleGenPod on Twitter, WrestleGenPod on Instagram with two D's. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with one D. And you can buy some of our shit at RedBubble.com slash people slash Podcast. So go buy a shirt, some stickers, a mask, all that fun stuff. Man, you fucked up the uh, Twitter can't, doesn't, uh, can't handle two Ds. I haven't you, said that in like two mean- months. <laughs> I'm saying he hasn't done that in a while. <laughs> I noticed, and I like haven't said anything because I'm like, yeah, I, like figured, I figured I'd give it a break for a little bit, and then like start doing it again. 
Okay. Wait for wait for people to miss it and then bring it back. <laughs> okay. So I'll have to bring it back next week. <laughs> Since you you said something, you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got no follow up from anything that we talked about last week. Are are you going to mention your uh, experience at all? Um, later, for, uh, right? The the Thunderdome, Thunderdome, yeah. We can we can yeah. talk a little bit about that. It actually wasn't that bad, like compared to the first time I tried to get on there. Um, mm-hmm. actually got my call time, which was like nine thirty. Mm-hmm. So I got on there. It was nine thirty? Ten thirty? Sorry, ten thirty. So it was like the last thirty minutes of the show. So I get on there, get the main event. Like the shitty thing was, like I'm right behind the damn announce table, like on the corner. So you don't see anything. Like the only time that you saw. Like the only time I could spout myself was when um, Dominic and Murphy were fighting by the announce table. And it was just like a real quick thing. Like I literally had to pause the TV and like do the slow motion rewind just to, just to get like a pick of the, of the screen. <laughs> so, so what do you, what do you see on your end? You're just watching like a broadcast of the match. Like everybody's watching. Yeah. So on my computer screen, there's like a little camera block that shows you. So mm-hmm. you make sure that you're in frame for what they need. They have like a little layout on there. And then um, you actually see the broadcast. But like I noticed while I was watching, I had it going on the TV too. The broadcast on the computer was about like 10, maybe 20 seconds ahead of what was being broadcasted on the TV. Okay. So maybe maybe a little longer than that might have been like a minute, but Yeah. I mean it's probably like so like if you pulled your dick out they'd have time to cut you off before yeah, pretty like much. it aired on TV or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or they can uh, block people with their uh, their uh, AEW shirts. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. There was they did have like one of the producers um on there telling us hey, we're coming back, you know, make sure you guys are cheering. Um, you know, Dominic and Murphy are fighting right in front of you. You know, let's see those reactions. Uh, Dominic just climbed up behind you guys. He's on, he's on top of the monitors. Let's see those reactions. Oh, oh so they're like giving you feedback on how to react. Yep. What if you, if you're wanting fucking Dominic to lose, you know? I think they're just looking for like reactions to begin with, just like anything. Cause there's people like, like, as you see, when you watch Raw and SmackDown, there's people that are literally like on the hard camera side that are just sitting there like doing nothing. Like for Christ's sakes, one guy fell asleep a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> I mean, so, but, but it wasn't bad. Night, yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> a lot of hard liquor. He drank no, like, he drank like he two white claws. It was probably that fat guy <laughs> on uh, AEW this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't bad. It was it was much much smoother experience than when I tried to get on for the the first night of SmackDown. So, but uh, I am registered for SmackDown. My call time is eight forty five, so I'll be uh, looking forward to that. So be sure to look for the Bad Boys of WrestleGeddon T shirt uh, logo. So get a little bit of a promotion out there for us for the podcast. 
hopefully I get a more prominent spot this time, but we shall see. So I think it's all just pretty much at random. So. Yeah. I got on too, but I was on during the uh, insurrection uh, spot, <laughs> so screen went blank. Couldn't see anything. It even went dark at my house when that happened. I took over like the whole power grid. <laughs> oh, actually, aside from that too, there was another thing of follow-up that I forgot to put in here. Apparently, the Marty Janetti murder thing. Janetti's mm-hmm. claiming that it was a hoax. That was all the start of some like big wrestling storyline. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a wrestling storyline. Yeah, does he need to? Does he yeah. need to be told what a wrestling yeah. storyline is? There's gonna be like, there's gonna be like an 80 year old like gay homosexual <laughs> man come come out like one of the shows and like be the hell out of I'm the guy you killed, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it was basically like the guy, like he had a friend that's a wrestler who he was trying to get back into the business. And he was trying to help him with this storyline idea. Uh, apparently, I don't, that's, that's what, this is what Janetti's saying. But, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I would say so, Carl would know. So, so Janetti's like going on and on about this. He's like, oh man, he's like, I had the wrestling world talking. He's like, something, you know, Vincent, you know, AEW guys can't even do. And like everyone, the whole world was talking about this, got picked up by TMZ and this and that. He's like, but it was all just, you know, just the start of a storyline to help my business. Like it was going to be a big payoff for him as he was going to be the guy that like I attempted to murder and he was going to come back, you know, and get his revenge out on me and like all this other stuff. I was like, bro, I'm reading this, right? And I'm like, Marty Janetti, who the hell is hiring you to wrestle for them to begin with to have this big elaborate storyline? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's probably like some indie shows that would hire him. Like I would hire but him for an indie show. But he's no I showed mean, like half his dates. Like any date that he's had in the last like two years, he's no showed. And when but, he does show I mean, up, he's looking for cocaine and hookers. <laughs> yeah, this was probably just him breaking up with his girlfriend. More than likely, oh, <laughs> yeah, made him disappear, or his uh, stepdaughter, or real daughter, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have called the police department and gave my heads up ahead of time to let them know that you know we're we're doing this bit. So you know, <clears throat> you know, Jenny, just go away, <laughs> like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who this friend like he was trying to break into the wrestling business was like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it's probably his imaginary friend. <laughs> it's his friend Joe Blow. <laughs> Joe Blow. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's got a white mustache. <laughs> Oh, good lord! So yeah, that was that's some uh, follow up there that I had on that. It's just oh my god, like Marty Janetti, like <laughs> man, oh lord, you are crazy, my friend, crazy. So, I guess we're gonna have good to, way. I think we're gonna have to start stop saying uh, 
when we talk about tag teams, one people being Shawn Michaels and one person being Marty Jannetty. Like, we need to find another tag team to compare people to because I don't think we want to tell people people are like Marty Jannetty. Yeah, good pretty God. much. <laughs> That's a good analogy anymore. All right, so that's that's what I got for follow up. Uh, you guys, you guys don't have anything, do you? Nope. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four Hulk. So when you uh, when you messaged me this uh, this week, Garrett, I thought for some reason, like in my mind, I thought like APA, and I was like, "What in the hell is APA still doing on the contract?" <laughs> Book it. Uh, I for real thought it was like Farouk and, I, I, I for real thought it was uh, Farouk and Bradshaw. I like it. <laughs> Let's <laughs> see. They probably have legends. Um, sure, they definitely sure. do. Uh, so, um, so there's that. So, you know, good news for AOP. Like I said, hopefully they'll end up somewhere where they can actually be used as a pretty because they're a solid tag team. Like they're fantastic in NXT, but then they in roster and they lose. You know, Precious Paul. And it's just, it just went downhill from there. And there was a glimmer of hope when they paired him up with Rollins at the beginning of the, you know, the Monday night Messiah thing. And then it just kind of, you know, with one of them being injured, you really can't do, like, you kind of need both of them as a tag team. And then when the fact that they gave Rollins and Murphy the tag titles over AOP, it's, I think that was like one of the final nails in the coffin for those two. But yeah, shitty. Uh, let's see some uh, Ray Mysterio news. Apparently, he's partnering with Cartoon Network, and will be releasing a Ray Mysterio based cartoon. So, a um, little brief synopsis here that I found for there will be uh, Ray Mysterio will tell the story of one of the most iconic luchadors, a figure by by all and star of the ring, but he will also delve into a great secret unimaginable forces threaten our world and he will be a fundamental part of that fight when their number one fan discovers his secret together they will immerse themselves in a world where the excitement and adrenaline of a wrestling coexist with mystery mythology history magic and supernatural beings sounds, <laughs> sounds like terrible. Terrible. yeah uh, in all honesty, it's probably better than Thundercats Roar. Because <laughs> that is shit. But it can't be better than, man, what was that show I used to watch? What was that show that they had on uh, Nickelodeon about the, the Lucha Lucha? Lucha Lucha. Uh, Lucha, Lucha. Lucha. That show With was awesome. The main character, that Ricochet. Or <laughs> <laughs> right. that's where he got his name from. Because you think about it, it, it'd be around that same time frame. Like, it, that cartoon, like, he probably caught it, like, you know, because he's probably, 
the, the least he's at least a few years older than you, Garrett. So that would make that would make sense that he got that he may have pulled his name from that right. cartoon. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, and uh, one little bit of last little bit of tidbit here that I've got on our notes for the news. Uh, apparently, Vince has given talent thirty days to end all third-party streaming deals. And I guess there was a there was a lot of backlash from this. WWE backtracked and said they had to use their real names and not WWE owned character names. So, for example, Roman Reigns would have to use Joe Anoa'i if he were to strike a third party deal or do a streaming thing. Um, much like Xavier Woods, I'm um, using Austin Creed when he started up, up, down, down uh, before he got pulled under the the WWE umbrella. So it kind of makes sense as um, Roman Reigns and Xavier Woods are, you know, character names are property of WWE. They're trademarked by WWE. Um, I mean, people are still going to recognize who they are regardless of what name that they use. And that fan base is still going to fall. You know, look at right. Rusev who changed his name to Miro, Whoa. who's still doing Twitch and all that other right. stuff. So, I think, I think what it boils down right. to is... I think that... You, you want me to go ahead or you want to go ahead, Garrett? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say what it, it boils down to is uh, Vince realizes like they can make money doing this, and he just wants his cut. So I'm pretty sure like if they would give WWE a cut of whatever deal they had, um, that they could use their WWE name. But since he owns their name, he wants his cut for I guess promoting their name or coming up with their name or giving them the platform. Yeah. I can see that too. And they said that they had um, some new stuff that they were um, going to dive into as well as part of the next phase of their uh, business plan. So I'm sure that could be a lot of streaming because we've seen WWE dump uh, kind of jumped into doing podcasts with like the new day podcast. Um, Alexa bliss is going to be starting a podcast here soon. So, I mean, and the new day podcast has been pretty successful. Like it's a pretty good. Listen, um, so I can't imagine the anything less from the Alexa Bliss one, which I may uh, add that to my regular podcast rotation, just because it's Alexa Bliss. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Major League Wrestling is returning; uh, they will start airing on Wednesday nights as well. Uh, with but that's all going to be on YouTube, so nothing okay. really on TV for them, and that starts uh. Uh, actually, no. It's Major League Wrestling is moving nights. Starting next week, fans can tune in to Fubo Sports Network Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern to watch Major League Wrestling. Um, I don't even know what the hell Fubo Sports Network is. Is that like a U.S. thing or is that like outside the U.S.? I have no idea. Uh, live free to consumer TV networks fe- featuring sports stories on and off the field. 75 million devices. Okay, so it's a streaming app, it looks like. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Partners include sports and programming from partners including MLW, USA Today, FanDuel Players, Tribune Stadium. Okay, so yeah, streaming app. 
uh, which was uh, Fubu Sports Network for free on Pluto TV, um, LG Channel, Samsung TV Plus, and a bunch of other stuff. So if you're using Roku or any of those other streaming services, you should be able to download that app as well. And then looks like they will. It's a channel on the uh, Pluto streaming app, which is a great free TV streaming service if you're not aware of that one. So, uh, so we got that. And <clears throat> I just saw some New Japan news here as well. To me, get back to this main page on Raja.com. And oh, final card for tomorrow's New Japan Road event. Looks like a pretty stacked card. Yeah, nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary on here. So, it looks like it's gonna be a pretty solid event. <clears throat> like a few six-man tag matches with Naito, uh, Shingo Tagaji, and Sonata taking on Evil, Dick Togo, and Takahashi, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Master Wado, Taguchi versus. Taichi Doku, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and a couple other tag team matches. So I'm sure you can check that out on a New Japan service. All right. So that's um all I've got for the news. You guys got anything? Uh no. All right. Okay, so we will uh we'll take a quick break here and then we will be back with our uh, get in the ring segment. Talk about SmackDown. It sucked. Bailey's still evil. Sasha's dead. Biggie's dead. Sasha's not dead. It's coming back. Maybe. <laughs> All right. I mean, I already know about why she. That's happened. 
She's getting boob implants. No. It's because they want to do a Hell in a Cell women's match, and it's going to be between Bailey and Sasha. It makes the most sense. It's going to be the best one on the card. Apparently, they're going to do. Apparently, they're going to do two of them, from what I've heard. Red. One of which is going to be a women's one. The smart thing for them to do is keep Sasha off TV till the Rumble. Have Sasha win the Rumble and then do the Hell in a Cell at Mania. That's too long. Well, no, Hell in. Hell in a Cell is the next pay-per-view. Oh, come on. No, slow build, slow build. Like, they've been slow building this thing for, like, a year now. Just, like, keep right. No. Nope, they're going to probably... I mean, unless they have some other plans. I, I don't I don't know what other plans they'd have. But apparently they just... It, I mean, that's not necessarily the plan. The plan, from what I read, is they're going to do a men's match and a women's match. And that Roman Reigns will not be in a Hell in a Cell because he's apparently too fragile. Well, I think it fits his character pretty well, though. Not wanting right. to do like stuff like that. So, so we'll see how that Which goes. Which apparently, apparently he's the one that wants to be healed, by the way. From what I read. Good. Yeah, yeah, I read he, came, he read and he came back. He said he wanted to come back heal. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that's the best thing. That was the best thing for him to do. I like and to solidify that heel change, you know, with him beating the shit out of his cousin to retain his title. Like, like how much more? Yeah, that was that was pretty much SmackDown. Like, there wasn't a whole lot going on with SmackDown, and like I really didn't watch it. I just saw some like highlights and stuff. So, um, I watched a little bit. What happened with Sammy Styles and Hardy? So, uh, Sami Zayn came out to the ring just to like talk, and the announcer wouldn't announce him as the Intercontinental Champion, even though he claimed to still be the Intercontinental Champion. And then, like Hardy came out there and said, "If you want a match, you know we can wrestle whenever you want, and you can have, wrestle me for this." And then Styles came out there saying, "Well, I, I deserve to be this." So they're going to end up doing a triple threat. Nice. I mean, it's gonna come down to that. I'm cool with that. That'd be a pretty solid match, though. So. That's gonna be really good. And Sammy has full claim to the Intercontinental Championship, honestly, because he's never lost it. Right. So he got ended up getting stripped of the title from restrictions for COVID. Um, right. Oh man. So yeah. So SmackDown, those like the three biggest things that came off of SmackDown. Um, Monday Night Raw. Freaking like the biggest thing that we've been waiting for. Cedric Alexander finally joins the Hurt Business. Um, ends up hitting the lumbar check on Apollo Cruz during their six man tag match, which allowed mm-hmm. Shelton to pick up the win with a pay dirt. And with the pay dirt, I, th- so. I think they need to put the tag team titles on Shelton, um, Benjamin, and uh, huh. Uh, Shelton and Cedric. Yeah, yeah, you cut out. That's, I was wondering. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw them uh, later on, like when they ended up having that eight man tag match with the Viking Raiders, Ricochet, and Apollo. Um, yeah. yeah, like Shelton and Cedric would be a fantastic tag team. Absolutely agree. So, 
and I would love to see them take the titles off of freaking um Street Profits, who can't seem to wrestle any other tag team but Andrade and Angel Garza. Right. Apparently, there's no other tag teams or random people they can put together for the Street Profits to wrestle. Ooh, they're yeah. wrestling Cesaro and Nakamura next week, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for... I mean it'll be a good match. Like, I'm not doubting that one at no, all. It's Cesaro and Nakamura. So, <clears throat> Carl, you just don't like it'll be some, It'll just be some kind of comedy skit. And... Oh, I'm sure it will be. Sensei Nakamura probably like trip over some chopsticks or something. <laughs> slip on one of the solo cups. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. One of the bigger disappointments from Raw was the the match with Peyton and Billy Kay. <clears throat> it's not the match itself, but it was after the match because we saw last week Peyton basically feed Billy Kay to Jasmine Duke. And right. just they just completely destroyed her. And then this week they're like hugging after the match. Like, is Peyton supposed to be a heel or a face? Because if they wanted to make her the heel, they could have done that right then and there by completely like laying out Billy Kay instead of you know. Well, like, I like think hug and just having her like laying her out. I think because you had the Bailey Sasha thing on SmackDown, like you couldn't turn around and do the exact same thing on Raw. Why not? They're doing the exact same thing they did with the U.S. title with the Intercontinental. Oh yeah, I guess true. But they didn't do it the exact same week. Uh... <laughs> but it's literally the U.S. title thing ended, and like the following week they brought back Sami Zayn. Yeah, so, I I just I don't get it. No, but it, like like I said, if they really wanted to solidify Peyton as a heel, that would have been the best time to do it. But I don't know really what they're going for. The match wasn't bad. It was it was halfway decent. Um, yeah, I I don't Peyton think they know what they were going for. I think they just like strung together a match uh, to yeah. have a match. Yeah. As much as much as I love the iconics, Peyton is definitely the standout of that team. So, and that's I think Vince. That's why they split them up. As Vince sees that too, and Peyton's going to end up being the the big single star on the two of them. So probably end up splitting them, and we'll see Billy Kay go to SmackDown, and they'll keep Peyton on Raw. So you're saying she's like the Marty Jannetty? <laughs> as long as she doesn't try to kill somebody. <laughs> That's, that was a joke for Garrett, but I guess he must be off. <laughs> I'm here if you can hear me. Yes, yeah. Billy, Billy Kay is the Marty Janetti of the Iconics. That is very true. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, let's see. We had a couple two-on-one handicap matches. The Riot Squad ended up defeating Shayna. And, of course, we have to protect Nia, so there is no clear-cut winner out of that match as... Uh, Infection took over the the raw broadcast. That's great. <laughs> uh, terrible. Which apparently, from what uh, Garrett and I were talking about earlier today, um, the first person to talk on that uh, infection 
video clip thing was uh, Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, which I thought was weird from what I read. But then, like, sec- the second one for sure they said was uh, Dijakovic. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that guy, that first dude did not have, did not look like he had Mojo Raleigh's build to begin with. I mean, Mo- I could have been wrong. That's what I they had said. Um, I still don't give a fuck about insurrection. <laughs> yeah, nobody does. No. Uh, let's see. We talked a little bit about that eight-man tag match uh, with the Hurt Business, Viking Raiders, Ricochet and Cruz. Um, but, but Cedric ended up picking up the Cedric picked up the win in that match, right? And then um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it really solidified Cedric's heel turn. So that was pretty cool. And I'm really like, I'm even more excited to see the Hurt business. Like, that's the best part of Raw right now is that, is the four of them. Yeah. I hope they give them some, um, some momentum and like, you know what I mean? Like, so they don't yeah. need to lose like any matches unless it's like some kind of like superhero coming to save them. But even then, like, even with them, like, if when they lose a match, it still doesn't hurt their momentum because then they just show up on underground and beat the shit out of whoever's there, kind of keeping that, you know, we run this shit, like, type of momentum going. Like, regardless, win or lose, like, it's like they still come out looking like badasses, like they should be. I am all for that. And like freaking the best one of the best matches of the night was the raw underground thing with um Owens and Black and we saw like five minutes of it. Yeah. Was it like the whole like show they just like showed like clippets of it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch all of Raw. Fell asleep. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. They kept cutting back and forth to it. Do you know how like cut back and forth to underground and it'll be like a quick little fight or like a five right. minute fight or whatever like that? That's what it was. Like they just kept cutting back and forth between the two of them, and then it just like the best damn thing that you're showing on here. We we're not even getting to see. So that was shitty. Uh yeah. So that was raw. Um, NXT kicked off with Finn Balor and Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Um, Balor ends up regaining the NXT Championship. Two-time NXT Champion uh, hits the 1916 from the top rope picks up the pin off of that. So that was pretty cool. That was a great match. It was. Yep. Uh, we don't, we uh, don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. Just keep going. All right. Talk about no, what? No, no, no. The, the next segment. We don't need to talk about that. That was garbage. Uh, next, Ox and next, Candace. Next, yeah. Next. Garbage. <laughs> uh, pretty sure we all saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, Reed, obviously, Bronson Reed defeated Austin Theory. Like that, that was a no brainer. Uh, yeah. Roderick Strong defeated Killian Dane. Of course, we got the UE beatdown with, <laughs> with Drake Maverick coming out to save Killian Dane. So. And then Dane punched him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> then they're tag team partners next week. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> And then we had a phenomenal steel cage matchup between Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez, uh, which saw Ripley pick up the win after hitting the riptide on Martinez off the top rope through a table. 
It was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. And then afterwards, uh, apparently Robert Stone has said that uh, Martinez has been fired. They're splitting ways. He's no longer representing her. Um, and gave, I don't know who the interviewer chick is. They gave her gave her a restraining order to give Martinez because he didn't want to get the shit kicked out of him. Awesome. So, so she ripped up the restraining order. <laughs> yeah. So. That was great. So that was a good. That was a good main event. So NXT kicked off strong and ended pretty strong too. So, um, then let's move into let's talk about some uh, some all out. Garbage pay per view. I was severely disappointed with this pay per view. Severely, like there there were some there were some good matches on here. There's a couple good matches. But like the majority so, of the interview so, wasn't that great. So we don't really need to talk about this big troll Burt Baker. I, I didn't even watch it because I knew it was terrible beforehand. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't that great. Like they should have just put them in a regular wrestling match and let them wrestle. But I don't right. think um I don't think Baker is like a hundred percent clear right. to wrestle. So I think that's why they did something like this. And then I kind of feel stupid because I, I didn't realize who Matt Seidel was until Carl told me, and I felt really stupid. You should. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't. It didn't look like him. It didn't even like closely look like who I thought it should have been. When he told me, I was like, "That's not him." It didn't look like him. <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible. I know, but it sucked though. Like it was a solid, like I, it was a pretty decent surprise for me. Like I love Matt Sidell, right? And then like he gets into the ring, and then he he goes for the shooting star press and just slit, and, and he fucked it up. Oh my god, it tore tore me up. Dude could have like busted his neck, and people were, like going in on him on Twitter over this, right? Like right. it's an accident. It happened. Like he had a misstep and he slipped. So right. yeah, y'all act like he's not the first person to, to slip off the top rope. Like the best right. of people do it all the time. Like Rob Van Dam does it. So Yep. But they don't they don't care about him because he brings an ass to the ring with him, so yeah. meh. 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 Na- meh nasty ass. Yeah. Meh meh meh. Uh waiting for um I guess Carl had some technical difficulties. We're waiting for him to get back on uh, so we can go through our picks uh, for what we had. Right. Compared to who won. Well, I mean, so far, um, me and Carl got the first match right. And then none of us got the Casino Battle Royal right. Yeah, that was kind of pick, a... Why would we pick Lance Archer? Which, you know what the funny part about it is? Is I was listening to AEW this week and I was like, you know what? I really want them to say that uh, that Mox doesn't know how to fight against Archer. I'll be like, that's bullshit. They wrestled <laughs> so many times in Japan to get for that freaking U.S. title. Yeah, bullshit. <sighs> All right, Carl. What'd you think of um, Big Swole versus Britt Baker? It was stupid. Um, <laughs> wasn't really a wrestling match. Um, it was kind of dumb pulling up the syringe of like Melvin Kane or whatever it was supposed to be. 
stubbing herself on the leg and then she got put to sleep. I think the biggest thing with this, like when we were talking um, with your technical difficulties, I mentioned that uh, I think Baker is not 100% cleared to wrestle. So I think that they did something like that. Yeah. Because there was a, a lot of interference in this too from Reba. So, like she did a lot of the a lot of the grunt work in this match. But I guess she's supposed to be the dental assistant. But so uh, we actually for the picks for this, you and Garrett both picked Big Swall. I picked Barrett, Britt Baker, so I lost that one. Uh, <laughs> the uh, twenty-one man Casino Battle Royal uh, <laughs> winner, of course, it's AW title shot. So, we're all completely wrong on this one as uh, well, well <laughs> I'm just going to say Spears lasted the longest between our three picks. That's because he didn't get in the damn ring. Hey, it's called strategy. <laughs> I I just picked Billy Gunn because it's Billy Gunn. <laughs> but um, Lance Archer ended up winning this after uh, eliminating the Debuting Matt Seidel, uh, we talked about his nasty um, slip when he attempted the shooting star press when he first entered the ring. Um, and yeah, we had that shot of Neville Kane in his leg or something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh. But um, we'll talk uh, – like, I want to touch on this briefly. Uh, Kingston made a, a pretty valid point that he was never eliminated from the Battle Royal. Yep. So I like to see where they're going with that. If they even do uh, anything, probably nowhere. Just AEW. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean the match overall. I mean it was a better royal. Uh, it was kind of okay. It wasn't like the best thing ever or anything like that. But no. I mean, if you send one better royal, you seen them all. That's well, uh, the thing that kills me. Is like you know. If they if Lance Archer couldn't beat Cody for that TNT championship, there's no way that they're having him beat Moxley for the AEW title, especially since they didn't. Are you saying there's no chance in hell? There's no chance in hell. No chance in hell. No chance in hell. They're trying to make they're trying to make Moxley the super badass uh, Billy Gunn. Which he's an okay wrestler, but he's not like a super badass. Billy Gunn is a super badass. Maybe he's learning some stuff. Billy Gunn is a super badass, uh, and I would put the title on him before I would Moxley. You can't go wrong with an ass man, like <laughs> just hands down. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid. Like I, I have zero interest in watching Lance Archer versus Moxley. Like I have zero interest in a Moxley match to begin with. And you're like, the only, like Lance Archer in there too. Like, eh. the only way I would want to watch it if it's like a death match, like they like wrap the rings in barbed wire or something, then I'd probably be interested in it. Well, um, the the thing with that too is like every single one of Moxley's matches ends up being like a freaking hardcore match anyway. Yeah, even maybe if it's, it's not. maybe it should be loser gets bit by a snake. Loser gets bit by a snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh my god! Speaking of that, did you see Roberts like trying to hit 
Um, he wasn't even kind of like, yeah, he wasn't even like hitting him with it. I'm like, damn, there's a snake in there. That fucking snake would be fucking pissed the fuck off. Yeah. Like he's trying to swing that bag at Kingston while he's on the top rope. And he's like swinging at him with a fucking snake bag. I was oh, like, damn, God, I hope there's something snake. in there. Right. <laughs> well, there's obviously something in there. You can see there's something in there, but it obviously <laughs> definitely wasn't alive. Yeah, there's I don't no think way it was alive. And besides, and be having fucking, fucking, you know, calling in. So, another thing with that too is that bag was not big enough for like the the type of snakes that Jake usually has with him. Right. No, there's no way there's a python in that bag. So, oh no, maybe it was like a a bunch of garden snakes or something. Bunch of garden snakes. (laughs) It was it was a foam. It was one of the foam snakes. It was like a foam finger, but a snake. (laughs) <laughs> or one of those like foam foam tubes that you put in the pool pool noodle <laughs> nice uh, let's see so we get into uh, the Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks it was okay it was, it was, pretty yeah, much it was a decent match it was just a way to get the Bucks on the pay-per-view card pretty much So, but we all picked the Bucks to win on that one um, so far if you were keeping score at home um, which I'm not even keeping score here. So, <laughs> me and Carl are tied. Carl was behind. Okay. Which I just want to say, as another standpoint of this, so Jurassic Express loses this match, but next week on AEW they're gonna face FTR, and if they win, they get a title shot. But we're just gonna completely search them past the fact that they lost. The Absolutely. Young- Awesome. Garrett, you got a little robotty. So. Sorry, awesome booking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, we all picked the Bucks on that one. Um, then we had the eight man tag match with the Dark Order taking on Cardona, Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. Uh, of course, Cardona, Sky, and the Natural Nightmares won. Uh, we all picked the Dark Order. <laughs> yep, and I did yes. not watch this match because I knew it was gonna suck. Yeah, so like, like what kills me is like they did such a good job making the Dark Order seem like this legit, like you know, stable, and then they just have them get their asses handed to them by every member of the fucking uh, uh, faces on this. My my biggest thing with this is okay, so you're gonna have you know the nightmare family pretty much win this matchup. Okay, I got it. But the end of the match, like you have all these supposed freaking members of the dark order. Why not have them storm the ring and beat down the faces after the match, which still makes the dark order look like a group of badasses? Instead, or, you're gonna have you know, Brody- they- you flip out on because, Colt Cabana for missing a moonsault and like storming out of the ring. They have they have a fucking they can kill fucking Cody Rhodes, but they fucking are no match for the fucking natural Dustin Rhodes. Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And QT Marshall. I'm sorry. Like I I really believe like the Dark Order. The rest of the Dark Order should have stormed the <laughs> ring. And they should have beat down the four of them. 
Like, now, that was a that was a good that was a good promo after after uh, that Dustin Rhodes promo was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, oh man. So we go from one nightmare of a match to one disaster of a match. Um, it was Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Uh, we all picked Matt Hardy to win this one. Um, Hardy took a really, <laughs> really nasty bump um, coming off that scissor lift, ended up smacking his head on the concrete, which kind of knocked him out. So he was just uh, – yeah, I don't. I don't he, know. It was like an auto. He technically lost. He technically lost that match. Uh, I mean, it was a last man standing match, basically. And motherfucker, he couldn't stand for a good few minutes. Car- Carl, <laughs> Carl, <laughs> let me explain to you what happened. I explained this to you, and you still don't seem to understand. So let me explain it to you, so you understand. So what happened is he took the bump. The ref started counting the ten, and the 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 uh, lead medical official came down to the ring because he wanted to check on Matt Hardy's health. He didn't want him to die in a match. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know he's got <laughs> to keep up his moniker. <laughs> he's got to keep up his moniker. Matt Hardy never dies. Anyways, so he goes and checks on him. So the ref can't count anymore. The, he's got to check. So they stop the match. So he can check on him and make sure he's not dead. He's still alive and kicking. He just can't. He's a little drunk. Okay. <laughs> so he says, okay, he's medically cleared. And they restarted the match. He didn't lose. Okay. He and just, then, you know, the match. <laughs> and then what happens is fucking Sammy Guevara drags <laughs> Matt Hardy's ass up a scaffold because <laughs> he couldn't climb it. <laughs> And then fucking throws himself off of the scaffold for a much safer bump than the one <laughs> for a much safer bump than the one fucking Hardy took. Uh, right. So yeah. All um, I know. <laughs> all I know is if you were following, if you follow Reby Sky on Twitter, she was fucking pissed. She was fucking pissed. Oh my so, god, she was, and she was there on AEW, and I could see the like fire burning through her belly. Yeah, I mean, this that, was all this was all kayfabe though. Like that, uh, that wasn't a real bump. Kayfabe, yeah, it was all kayfabe. It was all kayfabe. Wait, it was all kayfabe. I get her. <laughs> I get her anger with that because, like, in all honesty, like that, regardless. Of you know Matt saying yeah I'm good you know the doc says okay well, well you'll restart the match that match should have been finished after Hardy fell and took that because that was a you know that wasn't like a simple you know oh I slipped and you know fell backwards type of thing and hit my head on the concrete it was I got speared off of you know a thirty foot drop. Or whatever it was, like maybe like fifteen it went foot, thirty drop. foot, yeah, yeah, about fifteen, maybe like a fifteen foot drop through a table, and smacked my head on the concrete floor, type of drop, which which could have killed him, right? Like the match should have been. I stopped. mean, is he alive? Do we know he, he's alive? He he's alive. He was on a uh, dynamite Wednesday yeah. night. So. 
Oh, but it, it was all. We at least know like, Matt Hardy is alive. We don't know if Broken Matt Hardy's alive. We don't know if uh, businessman Matt Hardy's alive. We don't know if extreme it's, it's, Matt Hardy's big, alive. But we know money, the actual big money Matt. We know that regular Matt is Dude, alive. Dude, it's all a, so whether the other ones are alive. It's all a shoot just to get everybody talking about AEW. The like, other thing with the, the other thing with that too, though, is like Matt Hardy almost. The other died. thing with that too, though, is. He couldn't just not win the match, though, because he put his AEW career on the line. Yeah. So that was the other problem with it, too. Because even if they just, like, stopped the match because of that bump, he still technically would have lost. No, it so, no, like, they they would have technically lost. <laughs> yeah, but they would have somehow made a storyline off of it saying he technically lost. It wouldn't have, I don't know. If they, if they stopped the match because he wasn't – because a legit – Medically not able to finish the match, it would go as a no contest. Right. So there would have been no. no you can't have a no contest. Loser. In, uh, you can't have a no contest on the last minute standing match, Chris. I, you can if it's, Fucking... you know, if a freaking <laughs> medical person on hand says, yo, we can't do this match. No. No. If you want anything, if you want it to be believable. You can't have a fucking last man standing match and fucking have a no contest. <laughs> hey. No. In the end, was there hey. one man standing? Kurt no. a- hey, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle won with a broken freaking neck. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley doesn't remember fucking half of the TLC match. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, Mick Foley doesn't remember anything he does during out the day. Yeah. Well, he definitely doesn't remember anything after going through the top of that cell. <laughs> or right. being thrown off the top of the cell. He remembers nothing. <laughs> Sometimes oh. Terry Funk hits himself, but, you know, I just could be his old age. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we go from that to the match of the night. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Sheeta retained with the Shining Wizard. Um, Carl picked Thunder Rosa. Garrett and I both picked Sheeta to win this match. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, great match. Like I, everything that I expected from the two of them. So I would definitely was not let down. Yeah, I mean, it kind of started slow. Um... There were like a few spots early on where you can see like they were running to their spots. Uh, yeah. But speaking it, of but it got speaking better. of Thunder Rosa, she's defending her NWA title next. Yes, week. against Eva Lee. Yeah. Right. Nice. Which is better than any match they could put on in AEW right now. So. Yeah, and it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty sad that they have to bring in outside talent to help boost their women's division. They need to just sign these people. Like, I understand, like, Sheeta, or not Sheeta, Thunder Rosa, they probably can't sign to, like, a to like a lock-in, locked-in, like, contract. But, like, if AEW continues a working relationship with the NWA and gets just a little bit of access to their women's division, not just Thunder Rosa, but, like, Alice, Allison K, Melina, um, oh, Ashley Vox. 
yeah, Ashley Vox. Um, what's the one, the one chick? Um, Camille. Like even just like a handful. Um, I said, I yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name. Yeah, Camille. Carol, can she? Carol knows who we're talking about. Yeah, Camille wrestles. Yeah. I mean, is she good though? Like, yeah. You didn't, she wrestled on NWA. Yeah, they showed that match. No, that she she did Yeah, she did. Yeah. When? It was um an NWA episode. Yeah, there's an episode. Been so good, I, I can't remember it. <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> she was just uh like Nick Aldis's fucking like valet. Yeah, she wrestled a couple. She had a couple matches. Because she remember. had like the and she's and she's from Durham, North Carolina. Because they did that whole um, they showed that match, her first match on that like whole like background thing with um, where she was talking about her upgrade upbringing playing softball and how like oh, parents yeah. wanted her kicked off the softball team because she was um too good. By the way, I thought about who you're thinking of. Who was I thinking of? Marty Bell. Marty yeah, Marty Bell. Bell. But I was actually thinking of Camille. But oh, okay. Yeah. Marty Bell is the other person I was thinking of. You want to see Marty Bell later on tonight in Shotgun Saturday Night? I mean, uh, Shotgun Saturday Night <laughs> Special. <laughs> Shotgun Saturday Night. He's like, damn it, I already announced my pay-per-views this early. No, that, uh, Shotgun Saturday Night is where I got inspiration for Saturday Night Special. I do. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. So, so yeah, like this mayhem match. You want to get to that? I I or didn't even watch that honestly. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing, but you know how I feel about Orange Cassidy, and it was even dumb. Yeah, I just sent you the uh, the link for Camille's first match. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, so yeah, Mimosa Mayhem on Orange yeah, Cassidy. I, I was it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I I pretty much stopped watching the pay per view after the women's match. I was like, yeah. I mean, so you missed FDR and you know beat. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen though. Like, what's the? So it was a given. Like FDR, yeah, it was a good. It was a it was a good match though. Yeah, I may just I yeah, may go back really and watch match. it, but I'm just. It was funny too because it it seemed like I mean Carl, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed more like Paige wanted the tag team to work, and Omega just was kind of just there. So me, me and uh, me and Garrett have a theory that Omega and the Bucks are going heel are turning heel. Well, I saw that Wednesday night with um they freaking super kicked uh Marvez. And yeah. even Omega right. is like, you know, like I was supposed to be like a lot of people expect me to be like the, the golden child of AEW when, you know, I should have been like the first AEW world champion. But, you know, I chose to try to make this thing with Hangman work. And, you know, we did for a little bit. Then it just didn't happen. He's like, I'm going to go my own way now and focus on a singles career. So I really yeah. think because they kicked Cody's not part of the elite anymore. Yeah. Like, well, I don't, he's, like, he's supposed to be out, right? Yeah. 
So they kicked Hangman out of the elite. So the elite is back to being the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks on their match with Jurassic Express, they were pretty pretty much heel. Yeah. Like the whole match. Or they wrestled like they were heels. So, I mean, and then, like, Garrett brought up a good point, too. Like, FTR, like, they don't really, like, act, like, real heelish. Like, they talk a lot of shit. Like the- right, but they don't they don't come off heel tagged. I mean, they kind of did on on yeah. Wednesday, especially the stuff. Yeah, they because were they're, they're more Wednesday. of a they're more of a tweener. Like they're like in between right. like the face and the heel type thing. Like they can go like either way. It's depending on who they're wrestling. So of course, if they're going to start a program right. with them and they're you know taking on Jurassic Express next week, then yeah, they're going to be that heel team. And go against Jurassic Express, so and, and play that heel part because Jurassic Express is going to be your big face team. Same thing with like like SCU is the same way. SCU can go either way depending on who they're wrestling. So either way. Speaking right. of speaking of like heel turns, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but on the Moxley MJF match mm-hmm. when uh. Because it seemed like MJF was trying to wrestle Moxley, right? Like, they, this is like how they set it up was like, oh, MJF can beat Moxley in the ring, but if Moxley gets him outside the ring, then all hell burks loose or whatever. And then when Moxley takes him, you know, outside of the ring, it seemed like there was kind of like, I mean, there wasn't no crowd there to really like make a difference. But if there would have been a crowd there, I'm pretty sure MJF would have been in the face. And probably would have got the chance during this match. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Moxley kind of came off as like a heel, like he did a lot of heel, heel things, like in this match. Even though MJF was supposed to be the heel, and Moxley was supposed to be the face in this. Oh, definitely. Like Mox, like if there was a crowd there, Mox would have got booed, like straight up. Like they would that crowd would have been cheering right. for MJF because, like. I don't know. MJF just seems to be that the one type of person that the crowd will get behind. And he was kind of getting cheered a little bit too before like we lost the crowd and everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, because he fucking wrestles. Like, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, he, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he fucking wrestles like it's wrestling. Um, but I mean, apparently AEW wants to stick with the John Moxley thing. But for what I heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, is I heard that Moxley is going to keep the title for a year because uh, when they sign him, because, um, you know, he was like your first big, like, still from WWE. Uh, yeah. When they signed him, he signed a, 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 like, in his contract, he had to hold a title for a year. So I don't know if that was true or not. Um, probably is. I wouldn't be surprised with that type of stipulation. But, yeah. Uh, so let's see. So we talk a little bit about FTR. I won. So you won. Yeah, we all picked it. FTR. Um, Carl picked Jericho. You, Garrett, and I both picked Orange Cassidy. Um, you guys both picked Mox, and I picked MJF. So, <laughs> so that's pretty much all. Who wins? Who who won? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, the fans. I think I got every match right except for the freaking Battle Royal one, which is sad. 
Oh, and the the Dark Order should never have lost, but that's bad. Yeah, absolutely not. No. Uh, let's see, we talked a little bit about Dynamite. Um, touch on some of it. We can we talk about Kingston never being eliminated. Uh, Matt Hardy is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, Marvez got super kicked. Uh, the biggest thing to come off Dynamite, Kip Saban announced his best man, who of course is Miro, formerly known as Rusev. So Miro is all elite. So pretty excited about that. Um, crowd popped huge for uh, Miro. So, yep, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, let's see, we have Jericho and Hager defeated Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela in a no disqualification match. Um, and Jericho said that him and Hager are coming for the tag team titles. Uh, had a little bit. Oh, God. And then uh, main event, Brody Lee retained the TNT championship over Dustin. Of course, they, Dustin got the uh, little bit of the Dark Order beat down after that. So uh, I thought Dynamite was, was a little bit better than the pay-per-view, but I kind of feel like they've lost some steam from last week going into the pay-per-view and then into this week. I personally felt NXT had the better show. Uh, Ratings-wise, Dynamite beat out NXT, even though they're on they were on two different nights. But whatever, this is what it is. Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, getting a little bit of impact. Uh, we had Taya take on Tasha Steels because uh, Taya picked up the win. Uh, basically, this was just to continue the uh, Rosemary Johnny Bravo wedding arc as Bravo had left ringside um, during the match, which caused a little bit of distraction for Taya. But of course, you know, she still picked up the win. Uh, Brian Myers wrestles Willie Mack again, second week in a row. And apparently, he's wrestling him next week. Um, Myers picked up the win while hitting after hitting a low blow in the Impaler DDT. Uh, I will say that I do love Myers' character. Of the most prof- professional wrestler, it's definitely a unique character, and it's definitely a fresh take for him. So, hopefully, they'll get him some momentum and get him rolling in impact and up towards the uh, world title scene for that. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns yep. retain the tag titles against the Rascals. Um, then, like a tag team brawl breaks out, which sets up an eight-man tag match for next week. With um, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, and um, I don't remember who the other fucking team was taking on uh, Motor City. The Good Brothers. It wasn't the Good Brothers. It's the other team. It wasn't the Good Brothers. No, it was probably the Rascals, I would well, guess. Well, it's Motor right? City Machine Guns and the Rascals oh. taking on Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, and. Um, Cause I know the Good Brothers came out fucking, there for that thing. That's yeah, it's like every, every tag team was out there. Um, Got you. Remember what the damn team was? I would say some other tag teams I know, but I mean the other two tag teams I know kind of got uh got beat up by a woman, so I don't think they're recovered yet. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, it's the North. I don't fucking remember the North. So yeah, so it's the North. Ace and Fulton taking on the Rascals and the Motor City Machine Guns next week. Eight man tag match. Then, um, Ty taking on Kira Hogan, and then Kimberly and Deanna Brazo will be taking on the team of Collier and Susie 
Then, like I mentioned earlier, Myers will take on Willie Mack again. And main event saw Eric Young defeat Tommy Dreamer, which Rich Swan returned on one leg with a crutch and beat the shit out of Eric Young. Good times there. Good times. That was good times. So that's going to wrap up the get in the ring segment. Um, I don't think there's anything else that we missed. Um, I did actually the, uh, uh, what's that? The NWA thing coming up, the United Wrestling Network. Mm-hmm. I did actually yes. prepay for the first four episodes. So when that debuts next weekend, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that the following week. Um, I mainly did it because of Nick Aldis versus Mike Bennett, which is going to be a fantastic match. So definitely, um, you also check definitely check that out if you're if you don't plan on it. It's like eight dollars for one match or for one week, and it's like twenty four dollars for like the entire you know four week run of the you know for like a four week run. So. It's definitely not bad. It's definitely worth it. Four hours worth of wrestling for like 24 bucks. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. So that's it. Right on. (laughs) That's all I got. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our points of articulation segment and then our uh, fantasy bookings. And, of course, the theme of the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back, so let's jump into the points of articulation. Uh, real quick here, not a whole lot uh, figure news, but uh, Ringside Collectibles did drop the some mock images of the top picks for 2021, uh, which of course is Kofi Kingston, The Fiend, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre. And I am like 99% positive that the Fiend figure is the exact same one from Elite 77. So, take a little look-see here. Speaking of speaking of Fiend 77... It actually, it is. It's the exact... Shit, drop my phone. <laughs> it looks like the exact same ring attire. It's like the black and red striped pants comes with the freaking lantern, the two two hands, and the face sculpt looks almost identical. So it looks like they are giving us the exact same damn figure in top picks. Smart for them. Because they ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> right. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, like as you were saying, speaking of the Elite 77 fiend figure, <laughs> um, the person who won the giveaway last week never contacted us. And that was the, the stipulation, like I said, because we are not going to reach out to you and tell you, hey, you won this figure. Um, the whole purpose of this is to get you to listen to the show. So we never got contacted. So I've got the, the fiend figure here again, uh, which we're going to give away to the second person on the list, who which we randomized that list like 10 times last week. And the second person on that list was Twitter user I hate JJ Reddick. Reddick. I hate JJ Reddick. Reddick. No, you said it right. right. It's Reddick. You said it right the first time. I hate hate his ass too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, if you are listening, go ahead and shoot us a DM with your information, and we will get that out to you as soon as possible. You have exactly one week. One week. Because I know when that hotline blink, that only means one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You've got one week to claim this figure. If it's not claimed in that week, we move. We're not moving on to the next person. So we will... um, We'll figure out what else we're gonna do with this. So we'll give it to my son. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Great idea. So if you wanna be up, you know, Dude, no, sleep my at son, night, my, you know, have fun. My son that. my son is uh like into scary stuff. <laughs> oh, five surprise on that one. Uh, <laughs> so yeah so the fiend giveaway and so the biggest thing that i want to talk about that i keep forgetting to talk about every week because i keep forgetting to put it in the notes is the lego ideas wwe golden era um proposed set that's on this lego idea site so i've been following this for a while i don't know have you have i showed this to you guys yet yeah no like yeah. You've shown it to me so a couple times. Basically, the way the Lego Ideas thing works is it has to get to 10,000 supporters, and then Lego will decide if they want to pursue the license or not, if it's worth them pursuing it, if it's something you know that they want to do, if it's worth it. Um, so I've tweeted this out numerous times. Uh, this past week, we actually picked up quite a bit of steam on the tweet on this. To the point where we actually caught the attention of one of the head Lego Ideas design members. And he retweeted it as well. Um, Smart Mark Sterling, um, MJF's lawyer and you know producer of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast and retweeted it also. This went from 3,360 some supporters when I tweeted this out a couple days ago. So now it's up to 3,416. So we almost jumped it up by another 100 for supporters on this. But keep in mind, it's got to hit 10,000 just to even go into consideration for um, LEGO to produce this. And it's got 109 days left on here. So it's got (laughs) quite a bit of time. 
the cool thing with this though, like if you go check out their Facebook page, which is facebook.com uh, slash Lego WWE golden era, you can see some of the stuff that he's been working on, um, which the biggest thing, like one of the new minifigures he's got in the works is the honky tonk man. And he put out like a little Facebook boat on there to see which ring attire, like the blue jumpsuit or the red jumpsuit, but other stuff that he's included like minifigures for has been like the Legion of Doom, um, Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, Ted DiBiase, Big Boss Man, Virgil, Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, Jake the Snake Roberts, Mr. Perfect, uh, British Bulldog, Andre the Giant. Like so many different minifigures for this. Granted, a lot of them probably will not be able to get made due to licensing. Um, or uh, Mar- Marty Janari. <clears throat> supposed murderers <laughs> but they, he actually had some pretty cool mock-ups of like the rockers which look great um but it's just it's just not going to happen with marty Janetti. and then you know there's a sergeant slaughter the bushwhackers legion of doom of course licensing since animal owns the rights to the road warriors um and he's Mr. Perfect, Roddy Piper, like a lot of cool minifigures, Undertaker and a Paul Bearer. The Andre the Giant minifigure actually be taller than the standard minifigure, which is pretty freaking sweet. So so 10,000 supporters on Lego Ideas. You can go to legoideas.com or ideas.lego.com and search for WWE Wrestling, and it should be one of the, the top ones that pops up on there. Then definitely check out his Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com slash lego wwe golden era give them a like and a follow um i'm actually i want to reach out to this dude too and see if i can get him on the get him on the show here in the next couple weeks uh talk a little bit more about this project and um the driving force behind that so pretty freaking awesome super psyched about that maybe if they can't do it with uh legos they can do it with uh lincoln logs with Lincoln Logs, really? <laughs> you remember there actually they um yeah there was a uh, set called is a like another Lego type set called C three. They had the WWE license and they did a series called Stackdown, which actually wasn't bad. Um, just Lego being a more recognizable name, I think would be like a better outlet. So. We see, uh, ha- hacksaw Dim Duggan two by four would look realistic. <laughs> 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 it looks like it's made out of real wood. It's <laughs> 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 that WWE Lincoln Law. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow, the other cool thing with this, too, like, it has like an arena, so it's got like the ring, ringside area, but there's also a like a backstage production room, like a locker room set up. It's a lot of cool stuff with this set. It's freaking awesome. Mean Gene <laughs> minifigure. So, man, maybe that's the idea. We, maybe that's the idea we could do for merch. Let's go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and buy a bunch of two by fours, and then paint like. Russell Gedden on them, and then say it's like the <laughs> official Hexog Jim Duggan Russell Gedden <laughs> collaboration. I think we'd get sued for that. I don't, I'm not trying to get sued by Hacksaw. 
I doubt he has the internet, dude. <laughs> he, he has the internet. He's on Twitter. So. <laughs> does he run it or is like some like guy? Uh, it's, it's Probably a... like his grandson or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. <laughs> oh, man. So. So that's points of articulation. Like I said, not a whole lot of news there this week, but yeah, definitely go check out that Lego thing. Give that a give that a support. Uh, so let's get into our fantasy bookings. Uh, let's go through. I'm going to run down the uh, results from the, the two votes that we've had up so far. Um, our pay-per-view, the initial kickoff pay-per-views. Uh, Garrett's three is a crowd. Uh, won the pay-per-view vote with two votes. Uh, my uproar event had one vote, and unfortunately, street street survivors came in at a goose egg. <laughs> um, and then it's what, it's what happens when your uh, fans don't know how to use uh, the internet. People don't know who the fuck my people are. Like, <laughs> and and this week, last week, I made it easy for people. I put up a video. I made a video of the audio with just the show, just the fantasy shows and put it on Twitter and I put it in the Facebook page and like not a single person on the Facebook Facebook page reacted to the video. Like 40 some people saw it, but no one reacted to it. <laughs> it's like, fucking <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> so, but, um, the voting, um, the voting came for the last week's show for the week one result. Um, Heat Wave uh, came in with three votes. Um, <coughs> came up with three votes. Heat wave three did? votes. Heat Wave did. Wait a minute. Then, how, many uh, kids, how many kids do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my wife, my wife, didn't even, uh, my wife didn't even vote for my show. <laughs> She forgot. <laughs> so these three votes are all like, like not outside, not from within my house. These are all like organic votes. <laughs> but on both of them, I mean, my my mine is as well because my significant other did not either. <laughs> uh, but uh, both of your guys' shows Don't picked up one it. vote. So we had five people. Unfortunately, five people voted for our shows on the poll that was on there. Um, so, which gives me a total between both shows, four votes. Uh, Money Shot has three. And Saturday Night Special is on the board with one vote. Oh, man, Carl, you better start getting your votes up. This is what I was talking to Garrett. So, are we going, like, who won, like, each night? Or do, like, if I get, like, 12 votes on my last show, do I win? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be total. So, total votes or total shows? Total votes. Total, Total votes. votes. So if I get 12 votes on my last show, I could possibly just come back and win? Yes. Okay. Yes. Carl's like, hmm, how many family members do I know? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sitting here like, hmm, can I just like throw away everything I have and just have rock and stone cold and a hell in a snow? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are you going to get a Hell in the Cell cage inside a bar? I'm, I'm uh, the pay-per-views are not in bars. This is a show. <laughs> ah. Remember? The, the uh, clubs, not bars. 
<laughs> there's more there's more room at the club than there is at the bar. <laughs> Love it. Oh, great. All right. So let's get into our week two uh fantasy bookings. Um you guys want to keep the same order or do you want to change it up? I'll go first. I don't care. I'll go first, man. All right. Well, I'll go first. It's fine with me. I uh, decided to be a little bit more detailed this week. Uh, do a little bit more detail than the typical. So we are coming from you live from the Money Shot Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, our commentary for tonight's event is Malo Ronaldo and Stu Bennett. That's right. Stu announces uh, that there will be two qualifying matches tonight for a world title shot at the pay-per-view um, in two weeks. These matches will place each man into a fatal four-way for the number one contendership for said title, world title. Um, my first match of the night is a U.S. title qualifying match with Shelton Benjamin versus Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho comes out strong, getting the best of Benjamin, throwing some his moveset. Um, but Shelton makes a comeback and hits Jericho with a pager out of nowhere to pick up the win. Um, my second match of the night is a tag qualifying match, which sees the Hardys versus the Gorgeous Gods. And if you haven't listened to this podcast you, and you don't know who the Gorgeous Gods are, they are Sammy Guevara and Tyler Breeze. Um, before the match starts, Sammy and Breeze come out and talk down the Hardys, saying they are washed up and they are going to prove who the better tag team is tonight. Um, the Hardys come out of the gate with a flurry of offense, doing their tag team specialties as they do. Um, Sammy ends up getting the upper hand on Jeff, and they start him and Breeze start beating him up in the corner. Um, Jeff ends up getting away from Sammy to get the hot tag in on Matt, but it's all for naught because Sammy and Breeze hit tandem super kicks to qualify for the next match in the tag qualifier. Uh, my match three is a world qualifier, world championship qualifying match, which seeks Adam Cole versus Randy Orton. Um, Orton comes out first and grabs the mic. He says he is going to beat Cole tonight and go to the pay-per-view to take his shot for the title. Cole interrupts him and says, let's see if your wrestling is better than your mouth. Cole and Orton go back and forth, each man countering one another, but Cole ends up hitting the last shot for the win over Orton to qualify for the Fatal 4-Way. Match 4 is a women's qualifying match. Um which sees Kairi Sane versus Io Shirai. Uh, Sane and Io start the match off with a show of respect, both shaking hands. Women know each other very well. Uh, both women show uh, a lot of high-flying action and high-intensity moves between both women. They're both very athletic. Um, but Sane ends up hitting the insane elbow on Io to qualify for her match next week against Tegan Knox to see who will face Becky for the World Championship at the pay-per-view. And my main event is a my last world qualifying match of the night, which sees Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Rollins starts off 
the match, getting the upper hand on Michaels, hitting some of his high-paced moves to get Sean down. Um, he starts wearing him down, but Sean, Sean gets a surge of offense and wins by ends up picking up the win with hitting a sweet chin music on Rollins to close out the show. And that is my show. Guys, you can cut back. Fantastic. Looks like we just lost Carl. So, um, <laughs> um, go ahead and we'll get into, uh, we'll get in some, uh, week two of heat wave. All right. So welcome to another edition of heat wave. Last week, we saw the rivalry between the demon bunnies, the demon bunny and the divas of doom take another turn as these two teams erupted into a pull apart brawl. Gail Kim made her intentions known and laid down the challenge to whoever stands victorious between Awesome Kong and Jordan Grace. But tonight we have another action-packed episode of Heat Wave in store as Punk Rock Riot looks to gain some ground in the tag team division against the Twisted Sisters. Casey Carlisle defends her television championship and Jordan Grace goes one-on-one with Victoria in tonight's main event. So let's send it the ringside to Lillian Garcia for our opening contest. First match of the night is going to be for the television championship as Casey Carlisle defends against Mia Yim. Uh, Casey and Mia lock up right away, each trying to gain the upper hand. Casey transitions into a side headlock. Mia shoots her off into the ropes and follows up with a drop toe hold, taking Casey down to the mat. Mia goes for a quick elbow, but Casey moves both back up to their feet and start trading punches. Mia is able to get the upper hand and drives Casey into the corner, looks to follow up with a big splash, but Casey dodges and clotheslines Mia to the outside. Uh, Casey follows, follows her out of the ring, and the two begin to brawl as the ref starts to 10 count. Mia gets thrown into the steps, and Casey continues her barrage as she looks to dump Mia onto the barricade. Yim is able to get free and pushes Casey into the guardrail as the ref hit the count of 10. Both women are counted out as the as they continue to brawl at ringside. Uh, Casey looks to have grabbed her title and blast Mia again in the face, taking her down. This is far from over between these two, but Casey is still your reigning Heat Wave television champion. So we go from that and we transition into Hikaru Shida taking out Melina. Uh, bell sounds for this match. Melina is right in Shida's face with smack talk. Melina shoves Shida. Shida responds with a shove of her own. But Melina fires off a slap across the face of Sheeta, and it's on from there as Sheeta fires some forearm shots at Melina, backing her into the corner. Ref gets a clean break, but Melina gets a quick thumb to Sheeta's eye as the ref's back is turned. Melina now in control, systematically taking Sheeta apart limb by limb. Melina locks in a single leg crab, trying to make Sheeta tap out, but Sheeta is able to make it to the ropes and break the hold. Melina pulls her back away from the ropes, but Sheeta rolls up Melina for a two count. Both women back on their feet. Sheeta starts laying in some kicks on Melina as the momentum swings in her favor. Melina blocks the kick, but Sheeta counters with an Intiguri, taking Melina down. As Melina starts to get back up, Sheeta comes flying across the ring. Ref counts to three, and Sheeta picks up the win over Melina. Uh, next up, we've got a promo from the beautiful people. Uh, starts off with Velvet Sky. Welcome to the Grotto, where only the gorgeous are allowed. 
although we need no introduction, I need to remind all of you who we are. I'm Velvet Sky. She's Angelina Love, and she is Madison Rain, and we are the beautiful people. Angelina Love grabs a mic. We are one of the most successful groups in all professional wrestling history, and the way have, the way we have been treated since joining the Heat Wave roster has been criminal, and we will not stand for it anymore. From now on, we will take what is ours, and we're starting with the tag team championships. Madison Rain takes over, says, "Damn straight, Demon Bunny, Divas of Doom, or any other team in the roster will no longer stand in our way." Next week, we start with the winners of Punk Rock Riot and Twisted Sisters, and we'll cleanse this division one ugly team at a time. So we try and go from there. Back to ring, back to in-ring action as Piper Niven takes on Nikki Cross. Um, Earlier this afternoon, Piper and Nikki had a bit of an altercation in the backstage area that resulted in two brawling and having to be separated by officials. Uh, Nikki Cross is making her way down to the ramp, but is blindsided by Piper. Uh, Niven lays out Cross in the vicious clothesline that would make JBL proud. Uh, Niven still not finished as officials attempt to separate these two again. Oh my God! Piper has just thrown Nikki Cross off the ramp and she crashed through one of the equipment tables. Piper Niven just staring down at Nikki with a sadistic smile on her face. Just relishing in the complete and total chaos that she has just created here on Heatwave. Get all that cleaned up and we start off with the Punk Rock Riot taking on the Twisted Sisters. Uh, Punk Rock Riot hits the ring first, followed by the Twisted Sisters. Both teams are in the ring. The bell rings and we are ready to go, but the Divas of Doom's music hits and they storm the ring taking out both teams, making this a no contest. Beth grabs the mic and proceeds to say that this is a warning to all the teams in the back. We'll continue to destroy any team who steps in the ring until we get our title shot. Beth throws down the mic and her and Natty leave a pile of carnage behind them. And then it's time for the main event. Jordan Grace versus Victoria. This is a non-title matchup. Uh, The bell rings and we're underway with tonight's main event. Jordan Grace overpowers Victoria, taking her down to the mat with a huge body slam. Uh, Grace is in complete control of this match as a veteran. Victoria seems to be out of her element. Uh, Victoria readjusts and ducks a clothesline from Grace and follows up with a dropkick, knocking Grace to the outside. Uh, Victoria getting fired up now as Grace rolls back in the ring. Victoria catches Jordan with a few chops and sends her into the ropes and takes her out with a beautiful hip toss. Um, Grace down on the mat. Victoria looks to follow up with her patented booty shake moonsault, which she hits. Uh, gets a quick two count. Picks Grace back up. Grace reverses a body slam attempt by Victoria. Um, Grace pretty much just puts her away after this with a few power moves. Hits her finish. Picks up the three. Grace goes on to win the match. But we are far from over as Awesome Kong storms the ring. Jordan Grace and Kong begin to brawl. And out comes Gail Kim. Gail Kim and Jordan Grace both take down Awesome Kong and then turn their sights on each other as the two of them brawl. Officials, security, the locker room empties, completely trying to separate the three of these women 
but to no avail. And they all just completely destroy each other as the show goes off the air. Sounds good. Next. Whew. Good stuff. <laughs> fucking Chris wrote his light last minute and still fucking more than I got. It's, it's okay, Carl. <laughs> and I finished mine a day early. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask Garrett uh, earlier when I got cut off. Uh, you said yours was in uh, Melbourne, Australia? Melbourne, Australia. Yep, dude, I could have swore when you told me this earlier. You said Melbourne. I thought you said Melbourne. <laughs> no, I said Melbourne, Australia, <laughs> and I knew that. I I figured that's what you thought because I you're like North Carolina. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I thought you said Melbourne, North Carolina. I was like, that's why I was like, yeah, your state is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Shout out to Mebbin, North Carolina. Shout out to Mebbin, North Carolina. Saturday night special, of course, is taking place uh, in Nashville, Tennessee at a bar. Uh, Unknown bar at the time because I still haven't got a sponsor yet that would like to sponsor the podcast. Um... But uh, a limo pulls up, and Double J gets out of it, uh, and says, uh, were you expecting someone else? Uh, and then the music for the show hits, uh, Jim Ross and uh, uh, Lance Russell are on commentary, as always, and the uh, show opens up with Cody Rhodes versus MJF. And it's a classic wrestling match, just like you think it's going to be. Uh, there is a ref bump. MJF hits Cody Rhodes with a, a chair. But the ref is knocked out, and he ain't able to get the three count. Um, so Cody's able to revive and hit him with a crossroads and get the win. Uh, in, the, uh, in the back, MJF runs into Eddie Guerrero. Uh, that says that... Uh, MJF has a lot of potential. He just needs a mentor to show him how it's done. Uh, and we go to the, the next match. Superstar Bill Dundee comes out. And his opponent is Eddie Guerrero. They have a, a pretty good match. Uh, Eddie Guerrero hits uh, Bill Dundee with some lime juice out of someone's corona um, at the bar. Um, and then A is able to get the ref distracted and hit uh, Bill Dundee with a chain to get the victory. Yes, so there. Yes. Okay, I just making sure because like earlier it cut out and I thought I was, was on. Um, uh, so yeah, Eddie Guerrero gets the victory there. Uh, and then we see the debut of Tessa Blanchard. She takes on Marty Bell. Uh, and pretty much uh, demolishes her, hits her with the buzz kill, uh, DDT, and picks up the win. Then we get a promo from Stone Cold Steve Austin. He comes out and says uh, that this little fucker thought he could skip line, talking about uh, CM Punk. He's glad that Lawyer's going to teach him a lesson, 
But if there is one true number one contender, it should be Steve Austin. Uh, he's interrupted uh, by Kurt Angle's music. And Kurt Angle's like, uh, he don't understand why Austin would be number one contender when he lost at Street Survivor. Um, so, uh, uh, Austin's like, we can settle this in the ring tonight. Uh, so they decided to settle it in the ring later on tonight for uh, the number one contendership. But before that, we're going to get the uh, match that was promised last week to CM Punk. Uh, it's Jared King Lawyer versus CM Punk. Uh, it starts off kind of slow. Uh, CM Punk starts to get the better of Jerry Lawyer. And Eddie Gilbert comes out and they put a beat down on CM Punk. And Joey Lawyer says, uh, you're dumb if you thought I was going to give you a match. Um, I'm the world champion. Why would I give a, a match to a, a scrum like you? Um, and then, you know, they leave, goes to commercial break, comes back in for the, the Stone Cold versus Angle uh, match. It's a classic match. Um, the match that you think between uh, Stone Cold and Angle. Except Stone Cold hits Angle with a stunner. And he's the new number one contender for the world title. And uh, that's that's a Saturday Night Special. Nice. Solid. All right. So here's what you all have to do now. So basically, as we talked about earlier, you get to vote via Facebook. Um, using the um, specific uh, Facebook like assigned to each show. Um, pick one of those for which show that you like, corresponding emoji to that specific show. Um, and on Twitter, there will be a poll up as well. So you can just vote for what show that you like. So at the end of the four weeks, we will, we're keeping track of all these votes. So the, the person that has the lowest amount of votes We'll be singing karaoke compiled from a list of songs that we have, which we will randomly go through. And that person gets one veto so they can skip whatever that first song is if they don't want to do it. But the next song they have to do. So, yeah. So after the pay-per-view here in two weeks, you get to hear one of us sing some really bad karaoke. Hallelujah, it's raining, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely uh, go ahead and vote for when you when you see that. It'll be a pinned tweet. Um, it should be up for about a week. So definitely keep eyes on that. I messed up on last week's, um, and I only put it in for 24 hours. I forgot to change the time on it. So it definitely will not happen this week. So. Well, no wonder I didn't win. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So, yeah. So, that's it. Um, Be sure to check out uh, some other podcasts, friends of ours, the Run-In Pod, um, which you can find them on Instagram at the Run-In Pod, Twitter at Run-In Podcast, uh, the Chick Foley Show. You can find that on Instagram at Chick Foley and Twitter at the Chick Foley Show. And the Wrestling with the Reality podcast at WWR Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and as always, we will leave you with our theme of the week. This week, it is Carl's pick. Carl, what you got for us? 
Um, so, to be honest with you, I didn't really think about picking the pick this week. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to go with... Uh, we're going to go with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and we're going to go with the um, WCW theme that kind of sounds like Kid Rock. You know what I'm talking so about? The, the cowboy theme? The one that's like... Dun, dun, dun. Um, what's it called? Because um, yeah. he uh, used the cowboy. Chosen, the chosen one. Yeah, that was cowboy. I mean, yeah, it's the music for Cowboy, but it's, it's not actually like Cowboy. It's not like the Kid Rock. It's like the instrumental. Oh. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, okay. I got it. So you just put the... Okay. Yeah, she's was an energy model. I got it. <sighs> I got it right here so we can add that in. All right. And as always, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Last week was uh, one of our highest listened shows uh, that we have done. And we really appreciate it. So we hope to continue to grow. Um, each and every week as we bring you some more quality entertainment the best way that we can as the bad boys of wrestling podcast so again thank you all for checking this out um as always i'm chris the heat matthews and for garrett g money Bun and the tennessee jesus carl crossland again thank you guys for listening and we'll check you all next week later marks Happy it's still miro day always Miro Day. Every day. Every day. <laughs>